Welcome back to Tooth and Claw, everyone. Today's episode is about mountain lions, also known as cougars, pumas, and apparently like 400 other names. Wes Larson, unsurprisingly, has them all memorized. I saw him flipping through his Big Cats of North America flashcards earlier. He spends his time like this, of course, because he is an expert wildlife biologist and has an unquenchable thirst for learning new things about animals, such as the unique way mountain lions use their teeth to kill their prey. (laughs) There's a little tease for you about what's coming later on in the podcast. Anyways, in this episode, Wes walks us through the real story of a short hiking trip gone terribly wrong, involving a young lady and a desperate mountain lion. Also, uh, real quick before we get into all that, if you haven't already, help us out by rating this podcast and subscribing to it. We've seen that a lot of you already have, and we really appreciate it, and have seen some really good growth because of it already. And that's all you guys. Thank you so much. All right, let's get to this episode's story. All right, we're back again. What's up? What's new? (laughs) Well, it's been an interesting week for all three of us. Jeff gave me and Mike a special present this week. Jeff, uh, what was it that you gave us? I gave you guys COVID? Yeah, you gave us COVID. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, so we've all been dealing with that. Luckily, me and Mike's symptoms have been pretty minor compared to how bad they can be. And Jeff, you got it a little worse, right? Yeah, four days of fever, sore kidneys the last four days. Yeah, and we've all been isolating and it ruined a little trip of mine. But that's yep. okay. Speaking of COVID, uh, uh, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> We're talking about mountain lions this week. Honestly, ever since we started the podcast, people have been asking for us to do a mountain lion episode. And then it kind of hit full fever tilt last month when there's this big viral video that all of us have seen of this kid in Utah who was out trail running and he was chased by a mountain lion for six minutes. And the the headline to that video was, I was stalked by a cougar for six minutes. And I actually wanted to talk about that video before we talk about our story, because we're going to be talking about an, an actual cougar attack, but that video wasn't actually an attack. It wasn't a cougar attacking a person. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth looking up. Just look up Provo, Utah, stalked by cougar. Yeah, the kid's name is Kyle Burgess. And anyway, it's a, yeah, it's a fascinating video. It's really interesting. But essentially what happened is this, this guy's out trail running. He sees in the trail these two cats that he, I think he thought they were bobcats, but they were actually cougar cubs, approaches them and then realizes they're cougars, starts backing up, and the mom comes out in the trail and starts to chase him. And for six minutes, he's backing up slowly and kind of yelling these different things to the cougar, and she's following him way up the trail, and she's lunging at him and hissing at him and doing all these different displays. And someone seeing that video for the first time and not knowing much about mountain lion and cougar behavior is going to think, oh, yeah, he's being attacked by this animal. But really what's happening there is that he intruded on her and her cubs, and she's escorting him away from the cubs. That's what that behavior is called, is escorting. She's just using all of her displays and everything to push him as far away from those cubs as possible. And I think she just kind of got fixated on him for longer than normal, and they do that too. They sometimes just get fixated on something they're doing, and they'll do it for longer than they have to. But you see in that video, she's like bluff charging, her ears are back, and she keeps turning her body all the way to the side, to show him how big she is and to be as like threatening as possible to him. And that's not something a cougar does if it's hunting you. If a cougar is hunting you, you don't hear it 
until it's jumping out of the bushes at you. It's not like it's chasing you and following you and making all these huge displays. That's something it does when it's just trying to scare you off and let you know that it's a cougar. And that's 100% what it was doing to this kid. Had it been hunting him, it would have chased him and grabbed him. So, it, you know, in a situation like that, he pretty much did the right thing, which is just backing away, yelling, doing whatever you can to convince it that you're not worth the trouble, but just getting out of the area. And that's what he did. And finally, he bends down to throw a rock at the lion and it takes off. So that wasn't an attack. That was very much a mom just being a mom and letting him know that he got too close to her cubs. So going into it a little more, what could have he done that would have made it like this situation worse? So the main thing he, I mean, the main thing he did to make it worse in the first place was approach those cubs. And had he gotten closer to them, that would have been even worse. Um, He luckily didn't get close enough to, I think, where she thought she had to actually make contact with him. But something that potentially could have made it worse is him turning and running because then she might think, oh, maybe that is prey and I am going to kill it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, some people say that, like, you know, if you turn your head and you're not looking at the mountain lion or, you know, if you, like, break that eye contact, she might take the opportunity to actually run up and get you. But I think in this situation where he, where she was just trying to get rid of him, yeah, that wouldn't have mattered too much. Really, the mistakes he made were approaching the kittens and not having something to deter either a, a mountain lion or a bear, which was bear spray or a gun or something. Right. Um, or like a scratch post to distract it. <laughs> yeah, could which, to be fair, in Utah, yeah. we never really carry that with us. We don't because we're not that afraid of bears in Utah. And honestly, if I'm trail running, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you are worried about mountain lions, bear spray works great on them. And we're going to talk more about that. Anyway, I wanted to bring that up because it is something people have talked about a lot. If you do have that where like a cougar is charging at you and, and you know that she's just trying to push you away, do what that guy did, back away. The thing he could have done better is be a little bit louder, like really yelling at the cat and screaming and stuff. And then throwing rocks and stuff is always a good idea too. How about a laser pointer? A laser pointer would have probably bothered it. <laughs> It would have annoyed it slightly. You think it would have chased it? Uh, I don't. It might have. You mean like yeah, like a cat? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, laser pointer might have worked. Okay. So one thing to consider, and I've already kind of done this. These cats have a lot of names. So cougar, mountain lion, puma, catamount, panther. Those are all names for the same cat. Panther can be a name for a lot of different cats, but usually around. This part of the country where we are, we're in Utah right now, cougar and mountain lion are the two that we tend to use the most. I'm probably going to use both of them throughout this thing. Just remember, it's the same cat. Puma con color is their uh, scientific name. I I googled famous cougars for our <laughs> pop culture category. Yeah. Add some good stuff. I don't know how relevant it will be, though. Cool. Well, you could use those results if you want. All right, so... That's kind of the opening. I'm going to go into our actual story, which is much more graphic, much more kind of terrible. This is a this is a bad one. Um, this is actually one that uh, my mom, mine and Jeff's mom, recommended that she had read in, I think, Reader's Digest forever ago. She loves shout it. Shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to mom. Shout out to she Reader's lo- Digest. <laughs> she loves animal attack stories, um, and she just gets horrified by them, like, totally terrified and doesn't want to do things anymore because of them, but she can't stop reading them. 
And so she sent me a few that were ones that stood out to her. And I read this one. And I was like, okay, that's a pretty good mountain lion attack. So I wanted to share it. So are we ready? Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about Shannon Parker, who was attacked in June 2004 in Sequoia National Forest when she was 27 years old. So a little backstory. Shannon is very much a self-proclaimed city girl. She doesn't like going outside. She would rather spend time in the gym than go hiking. She's really into her looks and kind of working out and being like kind of just like a pretty city girl. Like that's very much her identity. In fact, she's also afraid of the ocean and she doesn't even like swimming in the ocean because she's so afraid of sharks. So it sucks like these are the people that always end up getting attacked like the one time they go to a national park. I was about to say like when it's some outdoorsman that has spent so much time in the woods and they end up getting attacked, it's like, yeah, you're playing that law of averages. But when it's some city girl that gets talked into going somewhere, (laughs) which is very much what happens. Her boyfriend, Matthias, who they've been dating for like 18 months, he talks her into going on this trip with him and his friends jason and ben and they're going camping and matthias just talks her into coming out for like a day and he really has to beg her to come and matthias is very outdoorsy he likes hiking he's hiked all over the world but um he has to beg shannon to come on this hike so this hike is on the river trail in sequoia national forest it's a well-used trail it winds along the kern river and it winds through all these stands of cedar and oak and pine Uh, When Shannon's hiking, she's wearing a tank top, bikini bottom, and tennis shoes. It's very casual. It's just like a couple miles. Um, And she hikes in to join the group that's already at their campsite, the three boys, Matthias, Ben, and Jason. They're near the river, and they spend the day like fishing and playing in the water and having a really idyllic summer day. So around 6 p.m. that night, her, her boyfriend's friend Jason from college, he had planned this little hike a little further up the mountain, and they start up on the trail. Now it's starting to get dark in the canyon, and about a mile into the hike, Shannon gets tired, and she decides that she wants to turn back and go back to her car and leave. Her car's less than a mile away, and as she leaves, Matthias asks if she can look for his sunglasses that he had dropped somewhere along on their hike. So she agrees. She says she'll look for her sun- his sunglasses, and uh, even though there's lots of other people around like kayaking and hiking on the other side of the mountain, she's the only one on this specific trail, uh, or at least the only human on that specific trail so so as she's walking back to her car she's looking down and she's scanning the ground looking for these sunglasses when she looks up to see a mountain lion right off the side of the trail in the bushes crouched down in that classic kind of cat pounce position and right as she makes eye contact with it it lunges out it locks its jaw into the side of her head and pulls her to the ground a little bit to learn about mountain lions the thing here is that This cat has probably been stalking her for a while and she just didn't realize it. They tend to stalk their prey until they can get within 50 feet and then they launch their attack. They're masters of stealth. Their coloration is perfect for most of the habitats they live in. uh, And they're just really good at creeping around and not being heard or seen. When they finally do attack, they launch forward on powerful leg muscles. They have the longest legs for their size of any cat. And they use their sharp claws to control the prey. They usually grab onto the shoulders and the neck with their claws. And one interesting thing about those claws is we think about retractable claws as the cat kind of making a decision to push its claws out. But what actually is happening is when it extends its forearms, that just happens on its own. So oh, that's a passive thing. When it puts its forearms out to grab something, those claws just is come out. Is that with like all oh, cats? Weird. I don't know. Okay. But I know that's the case with mountain lions. 
So those are just coming out when it extends its arms. So while most people think they have this idea of cats killing animals by grabbing onto their windpipe and crushing the windpipe, what mountain lions actually do, and this is kind of scary, they bite the back of your neck and they, they have such a strong bite that their canines go into your vertebrae and they separate your neck vertebrae with their canines and just break your neck. So that's how they kill deer and elk and all the stuff that they kill. So when you see a mountain lion attack something, it actually goes for the back of the neck. And sometimes on bigger prey, they kind of like throw themselves backwards as they're biting. And it just sinks those teeth into the vertebrae and split it apart. So that's their main kind of strategy, which is pretty crazy and pretty brutal. And it only takes them seconds to kill whatever they're trying to kill. So they're really efficient predators, and they actually successfully kill their prey in about 80% of their attacks, which for a predator is a really high percentage. Yeah. Okay, so luckily for Shannon, uh, this cat that she met up with was young, inexperienced, and pretty desperate. So rather than locking onto the back of her neck, it actually clamps onto the side of her face. So it's luckily, (laughs) but not, (laughs) it's not lucky, but it's luckier. So its teeth rip into her tear duct, and then the other tooth crushes her right eye, tears away half of her nose, and she actually didn't feel any pain. The adrenaline at this point is just coursing through her body, and she repeatedly is punching and kicking the the animal as it's on top of her, and she even puts her right hand way deep down inside of its mouth to try and kind of push it off of her. Good job, Shannon. Yeah, but it refuses to release its grip, and they're kind of struggling, and then they tumble off the trail and fall about 20 feet off the trail. Um, And at this point, she's on her hands and knees, and it still has its face just completely locked onto hers, and it's holding her head on the ground. It stayed latched on as they fell? Yeah, it didn't let go. So it's it's, Yeah, its jaws are completely clamped around her face, and it's holding her head to the ground. So the cat tries to drag her into the bush, and she wedges her foot around a boulder in a tree, so it can't pull her into the bush, and they're kind of having this weird little stalemate where she said she could like hear it panting and just kind of like trying to figure out what it was going to do next. So she starts screaming for help at that point. So Matthias and his friends, uh, they decided to abandon the rest of the hike and catch up with Shannon, and they start to hear her screaming as they're hiking back. He thought she'd probably fallen off the trail and gotten hurt, so he runs up and sees her 20 feet down off the trail grappling with an animal, and Matias is from Hawaii, and he doesn't really know what animals look like. And he assumed it was a badger somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when he runs down to the hill to help her, he realizes what's actually happening, and it's a mountain lion. And at that point, Shannon screams to him, please get it off me. And he answers, I will, babe. <laughs> uh, and then like, part of me at that point was really hoping he asked if she found his sunglasses, <laughs> which... Matias, you really missed a great opportunity for a joke right there. Okay, so he wraps his arms around her waist and starts to pull on her really hard. But rather than release her, the cougar pulls harder in the other direction and starts ripping into her face. So he goes for her, not the cougar. Yeah, so he tried to kick it and stuff, but they're on a really steep slope, so they Mm. couldn't really kick. And so he pulls on her, hoping that the cougar would let go of her and maybe like lunge at him or something. Mm. And it just pulls harder on her face, and it's like excruciating for her at this point. So she screams at him to stop because it's like ripping her face apart. So then he decides, you know, that's not a good a good plan. And uh, the other two guys, Ben and Jason, show up. And Matthias throws his keys to Ben and yells to him to go get help. And then Ben takes off running and Jason goes to help. And this was a really uh, 
to take a quick break, that's a really bad idea because they're not they're not close enough to where if Ben went and found someone else, it would make that much of a difference. And with an animal like a mountain lion, having a third person there or a fourth person there would make a huge difference. Yeah, they um, had the help and he sent them yeah, away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They had a full human man, you know, like yeah. a six-foot dude that could have helped and they sent him away. So Jason stays to help. He goes down to get the cat off of Shannon and he actually has a, a knife that has a three-inch blade. So he hands it to Matias and Matias starts stabbing this cat in its shoulder and on its back stabs it three times, and then drops the knife. Which at this point, I'm like, is Matias trying to so kill wait. his girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Like, Just makes it mad. Yeah. He stabs it and then drops in the knife, like gets lost somehow. Oh, my God. So first he's like pulling her apart, and then he like stabs and drops it. And I had been reading about how they're having all these relationship problems, so it's kind of like, oh, man. Anyway, uh, Jason. so Jason gets in there. He tries to kick the lion, but again, they're on a slope, and he can't really get a good purchase. So he starts picking up these football-sized rocks and throwing it at him, and he's hitting this lion in the back and on the side, and it's just refusing to let go. And so finally he hits it with a fourth rock. It lets go. It kind of stumbles off, and they grab Shannon, both him and Matias, and pull her up to start pulling her up to the trail. And then the craziest thing is this cat comes back and attacks her again. So as they're pulling her away, like two adult men... As they're pulling her away, it jumps back on her, grabs her thigh with its teeth and its claws, and starts ripping at her again. So at this point, Matias yells, hit its head. And Jason picks up a big rock and starts just crushing it down on its head. And before that, the way that the cat was, he couldn't really throw a rock without potentially hitting Shannon. Right. But I guess at this point, he can do it because it's just latched onto her leg. So he crushes this rock down on its head. And hits it hard enough that it finally releases her and like goes off into the brush. So they pull her back up onto the trail and they start to take a look at her injuries. And the whole entire right side of her body is raked with claw marks. She's covered in saliva. As I mentioned before, her right eye has been completely crushed. The upper and lower eyelids have been completely peeled off on Mm -hmm. that side. Her left tear duct has been punctured by one of the canines and there's just a gaping hole there. And one of the doctors actually pulled a piece of cougar tooth out of her nasal bone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Her top lip has been completely split in half, torn into two pieces. And then she has puncture wounds going up the side of her face. A chunk of her thigh is missing. And they can see all the way down to the bone, kind of like our shark attack guy last week. They can see all the way through the muscle and everything down to her bone. Or me at the gas or station. Or at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somehow Shannon still has it in her to hike. They said it took them 40 minutes to get to the car where Ben and a park ranger are waiting. They're just chilling there waiting for him, I guess. And then the crazy thing to me is there isn't an ambulance there waiting. They actually called the ambulance at that point. So it takes the ambulance another 45 minutes to show up. And during that time, she starts going into shock and the pain really starts setting in too. So Jason ends up leading the rangers back to the cougar and they find it um, and it's pretty dazed and stunned and everything. It's been stabbed. It's been hit by all these rocks. And they kill it. And it turns out this was a 50-pound cougar, which should be about double that size. It's really lean, really skinny. Uh-huh. There had been a wildfire nearby, and they think that maybe it had like been pushed out of its territory and uh, was just really desperate. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more why they do this kind of thing. But this one was probably just starving and decided that it had to kill something. Right. So Shannon ends up 
getting two different helicopter rides until she gets to UCLA Medical Center, where a team of surgeons and plastic surgeons start to put her back together. She has like, I can't remember if it was six or 10 total plastic surgery operations, but it's quite a bit. So her was her life ever in danger? Was this a... Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. Had they not shown up and, and rescued her, she probably would have died. Okay. Um, just because that... I mean, it was a smaller cat, but she was really small too. Sure. And it just was not giving up. Yeah. But like after the attack, did she almost die? Oh, after the attack, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. she yeah. it hadn't hit any arteries. It hadn't done any damage that was going to kill her. Yeah. But she's pretty messed up and like to the level where they needed to fix her right away. And then, you know, you can always go into shock or something like that. There's other things that can kill you aside from losing blood or having a organ hit or something. Right. She starts to get pieced back together. Uh, she had to pay $26,000 for the helicopter and ambulance rides, which sucks. Again, our medical what system is totally broken. <laughs> yeah, that's and then a big part of her whole recovery story, too, is just how badly her wounds messed with her self-confidence because mm. she was a really pretty girl and she really had put a lot into that kind of being her identity was her looks and everything. And, you know, whether or not that's a good or bad thing, you can decide on your own. But that was a big part of her identity was being pretty. Yeah. And it just completely tore her face apart. She lost her eye. She has a fake eye. Um, and her eyelid, like, had to be all, you know, reconstructed. And her face had to be reconstructed. So she had a really hard recovery. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. When she got home, her brother, like, covered all the mirrors in their house so that she couldn't see a reflection because it was that bad. And when she did see it, she would just completely break down. And then she also had a lot of trauma. She, If anyone ever approached her and she didn't know they were there, she freaked out and had relapses and everything. Some of, some of our people, again, like our great white uh, attack survivor last week, really just did a good job of kind of bouncing back. Right. Um, this is a person that had a hard time with that. And I don't blame her because she had her face completely destroyed by a mountain lion. Yes. And she doesn't like the outdoors. So yeah, it's uh, awful. if you don't like the outdoors and you're already afraid of them and then you finally go out into them and your worst nightmare happens, you're going to be scared for a while. Yeah. She's doing a lot better now. Her and Matias broke up three months later, which again, from reading the story, it sounded like they were kind of already on the rocks. And then he was probably just like, I can't break up with her right after right. this. <laughs> I got to wait at least three months. <laughs> well, yeah. also, and granted, I don't know all the details, uh, but... It seems kind of like he went 0 for 5 on big decisions to make while helping her out. Yeah. I mean, I mean he went and he, he did. He, he was doing the rock bashing and all that. But Yeah, that was Jason, actually. Oh, uh, well, but he, he, she should hook up with Jason. Maybe. <laughs> she still is friends with Jason to this day. That's my guy. I will say... She credits Matias with saving her life. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Yeah. But and there, both, there are a couple. They both of... did. Her and Jason, or him and Jason for sure did. Sure. But I did think it was kind of funny. Like, I put myself in his mind where if you're ready to break up with someone and then they have their face ripped off by a mountain lion, you can't break up no. with them. Right? So Get her to break up with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they didn't. They didn't last, um, but she is in a much better place now, and she actually, she kind of talked about having to switch from her beauty to finding her to, to like, learning other hobbies and doing other things has made her life richer, and I thought that was a really cool outcome and a neat way to look at it in the in the background, and she still feels like she has really bad luck, and she did, Yeah, but um, 
but she managed to have a silver lining to her whole attack story. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I like Shannon in the story. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Again, let's just talk really quick then about different types of cougar attacks on people. So we already talked about a cat that's just trying to push you away because she's defending her cubs or something like that, or maybe a kill. This one was very much a predatory attack. But again, it's not a typical predatory attack because generally if a, if a cougar's in good shape and it is stalking you and you notice it, or if you try and fight it off as hard as they did, it's not going to stick around that long. And that's because of all the animals that we've talked about at this point, these are the animal that are so, they're so lean. They need every single muscle that they have to do what they do, which is kill deer and elk and stuff that if they break something or if they get hurt or whatever, it's a death sentence for them. They can't survive a torn muscle or a broken leg or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So if something fights back hard enough at them, they kind of just think, okay, I've had enough. I can't, you know, this is too much of a fight. I'm going to go kill something else. That's the typical kind of response. And so usually if you fight back hard enough, they'll stop. In this case, this lion was desperate. It was way underweight. It, probably just was starving and needed to kill something and once it had something in its mouth it wasn't going to let go so this was pretty atypical this isn't a normal thing usually if you hit a cougar hard enough or if you have multiple people there kicking it or doing whatever it's going to stop its attack and run off all right so um a few facts about cougars they're the fourth largest cat species worldwide so can you guys name the three that are larger than in order yeah Siamese. Give me largest Wait, cat. Wait, I can name more than that. Well, you don't need to name like subspecies. Just name lions. Okay, so you got so lions. Lions. But tigers. Which, which is the biggest though? Tigers. 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 Then lions. Lions. Then jaguars. Yep. Then leopards. No, these are fourth. These are bigger than They're a leopard. They're bigger than leopards, <laughs> which is honestly something I didn't know either until I did the research for this one. <laughs> I would have put leopards over them. The average weight of a mountain lion is higher than the average weight of a leopard. When I've I've seen adult mountain lions, and like when you see a big one, it's weird because you're just like I'm in Montana. I'm looking at a lion right yeah, now. They're big. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly big. The biggest leopard I think tops out around like 200 pounds, and 276 pounds is the largest ever recorded mountain lion. Whoa. Um, That's pretty big. Yeah, and I think that one's like a little bit of a debate, and the one below that was like 230. So they they get pretty big. Average is more like 100 to 200 pounds. So one thing that I read that's just like bonkers to me is that they can leap 45 feet horizontally and 15 feet vertically. <laughs> what? And that vertical leap is, some places said even up to 20 feet, is from standing still. Like they can just be standing there and then just jump 15 to 20 feet up in the air. That's insane. The, the 45 foot one, you think about that, that's the length of a, like a bus. Yeah. That's a long, long way. <laughs> So they're really, they're one of the more athletic cats. They have eyes and ears that are their main tools for hunting. A lot of the animals we've talked about, scent is their main thing. With these guys, it's more sight and hearing. They still have great sense of smell, but those are their main senses that they use. They have really great binocular vision. Their eyes are forward facing, so they have overlapping areas, which gives them binocular vision. And they can see well in both dark and daylight. Typically crepuscular, which means they're going to be out in the dusk and dawn, and then they're also nocturnal. They're the most widespread of any large terrestrial mammal in the Western Hemisphere. You can find them anywhere from the Yukon all the way down to Patagonia. 
they in the United States they're mostly found west of the Rockies and west of the Mississippi. They used to exist throughout the east, but not so much anymore. They are in Florida. That's their one stronghold in the east. And then occasionally you do have cats that leave the west and kind of start to migrate in the east. And I didn't realize how far one of these mountain lions will travel, but there was one recently that wandered from South Dakota to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, Connecticut, and then finally was hit by a car in Connecticut. So it went all the way from South Dakota to Connecticut. How did, was it tagged? I assume it was yeah, tagged. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. They can, they can wander pretty far. And it's usually the males that do that kind of wandering. Um, as far as attacks, there's been 125 attacks on humans, uh, recorded attacks in the last hundred years. 27 of those were fatal. And a lot of those fatal attacks were on children. Mm. Okay. So do you guys have any questions about cougar biology? I think Mike's had encounters with cougars over 250 pounds, haven't you? Are we going there right now? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have any questions. Let's talk then a little bit more about why cougars attack. So one of the things that happens is uh, a group of people that are attacked more often than not, or more often than normal, are trail runners and bikers. And that's because these are people that are running past a cougar um, at a high rate of speed. And the animal doesn't really have time to sit there and decide whether or not it's going to make an attack or not. So they make those decisions a lot quicker. And a lot of times just that fast motion, it makes it decide that it wants to attack. It thinks it's like a deer or something that's running away quickly and they'll attack those people. Kids are attacked at a higher level just because they, they're easier prey. It's, you know, it's much less of a threat to the animal. Or then sometimes they attack like this one in our story where they're just desperate for a meal for whatever reason. Didn't didn't you go to high school and some kid in your high school like saved a kid from getting attacked by a mountain lion? Yeah, there's this kid in Missoula who was skiing. He was a ski instructor in like high school and a cougar run out ran out and like jumped on one of the kids that he was teaching and he like went over to it and started kicking at it with skis or something. And the cougar ran off. And then he was on like Letterman and stuff. So if you are attacked by a cougar, and I want to mention something. Someone wrote in and said that they wish we'd spend more time on kind of what to do. And something that I wanted to make clear is that a lot of times when you learn about what to do in animal attacks, there's so much information out there and you hear so many different things that when you actually find yourself in this situation, you start running through all these different things in your mind and some of them aren't proven to actually be effective. And so I'm a big fan of really simplistic explanations for these kind of things and only telling people what's been proven to work because then instead of thinking like, okay, how am I supposed to talk to this animal? What am I supposed to do? You know, you just know the things that do work. And so we're not, we don't spend a ton of time on this on purpose because we don't want people to get confused when you actually have the experience. In a cougar attack, if you have a cougar coming at you, the main things to do are just make yourself look big, yell as loud as you can, make as much sound as you can, throw rocks, throw sticks, throw anything you have, and just really let the animal know that you're not gonna be an easy fight. That's really all you can do. Don't ever run, don't ever take your eyes off the cat, just make sure you're staring at it, but just do as everything you can to be as scary as possible. Now, if you actually are attacked by it, you just got to fight back with everything you've got. That's really all you can do. 
And this is, again, this is probably the only animal we've talked about so far where you actually have a fighting chance of stopping the attack if you fight really hard. How to avoid a cougar attack? You can hike, run, or ride with bear spray. Bear spray works great on mountain lions. Like every other single animal we've talked about, if you go out in groups, you have a much lower chance of being attacked. And then avoiding dawn and dusk, and then just paying attention for signs of cougars. So if you're out trail running by yourself late at night, that's when you're kind of asking for it. Questions? How much does bear spray cost? A can of bear spray will run you about 40 to $50. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it, it's only going to work once. What? Um, you're going to spray it and then you're going to, after you're done spraying it, you're going to throw it out. Have you but used bear spray, right? $26,000 yeah. for her to get helicoptered <laughs> yeah, exactly. out of it. I mean, that's not yeah. a f- private helicopter ride. That's not a bad price to pay. <laughs> I don't so, think she enjoyed and she got her and much. she got her face ripped off. Yeah, by I guess with one eye missing, she probably didn't enjoy the view all yeah. that much. Feisty. Sounds like a good uh, stocking stuffer. If any of you guys have any uh, yeah outdoorsy types in your life, you want to get a present for it is. It's a great. It's a great present. We should get a sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> pretty soon I might actually be developing my own bear spray. Ooh. So uh, you know, yeah, That's, we'll sponsor. What flavor? Uh, <laughs> one thing Habanero. about it too is if you do buy bear spray, you don't want to leave it in the packaging um, because that packaging is really hard to open. Sometimes people leave it in there so they can like return it. Take it out of its packaging, have it on your hip, and do a practice. Like don't actually spray it, but practice taking the safety off and stuff so that you know how to use it. Like Um, especially like with this story, seems like you'd have to be pretty quick. Yeah, she only had seconds to react. But had she had it with her, she probably could have pulled it out and still sprayed it. You know, she would have got herself too. Yeah. But it probably would have stopped the attack. Have you practiced a lot? I practiced a little. Yeah. Is it kind of like the Robert De Niro scene in uh, Taxi? Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. <laughs> whip it out in the mirror. It'd say, "Do you kind of... feel lucky, punk?" Yeah. Uh, I haven't done that. But that's Dirty Harry. It does. But... It makes you feel. Cool. Oh yeah, right. Dirty Harry's yeah. the "Do you feel lucky?" Wait, what's the what are you saying? You, taxi driver? Are you talking? You talking yeah, to you me? Yeah, you talking to me. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would do if I was confronted with a mountain lion. Yeah. That's what you should do. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about what you do if you're being attacked, how to avoid an attack. I think we got through it all. We talked about the difference between a, a mountain lion just trying to scare someone away and one actually stalking someone. And again, the main thing there is you don't see it if it's stalking you. If it's running at you and doing all the bluff charges and stuff, it's not trying to attack you. So I think we're ready for our categories. So yeah, let's launch into them. All right. Um, I guess, yeah, let's do our favorite mountain lion from pop culture or from anything. Cool. Yeah. You want to go first, Jeff? Yeah, I can start. So for me, it came down to three. Wow. How did you narrow it down this time? BYU, our mascot was a cougar. Yeah, Yeah, Cosmo. He has a cool YouTube video where he dunked from behind the three-point line. They made like a human pyramid and he dunks. And then, so it came down to the mountain lion in where the Redford grows and the mountain lion in Homeward Bound. I liked both mountain lions, Mm -hmm. which is a tough take on the Redford grows since it (laughs) kills one of his dogs. But I had to go with the Homeward Bound mountain lion. That's Uh, a good pick. Yeah. So that's that's a, it. Does it jump in the water? 
Bro. The cat does, I think. I feel like the mountain lion does too, but I can't remember. Those, whatever they did to make that movie. Yeah. Especially with like the cat. How right. they got the cat to they act. Probably just chucked it off the cliff. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. old Milo and Otis <laughs> strategy. Yeah. That, uh, that Milo and Otis has some real skeletons when right. you, yeah. It's tough. Mike, what's your favorite mountain lion? Yeah. So I actually couldn't think of any. I try not to do like searches on the internet. I try yeah. to think of my own. Um, so I went with Sandra Bullock because <laughs> cougar. the cougar thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am going to go with the cougar in the viral video from a month ago. Oh. Just, it was right in front of us. It was cool. And it just, I I don't think, I those kind of videos to me don't always affect me that much. And that one I thought was so cool. Just how long he managed to film it. And then it like coming at him and doing the lunges with its floppy paws. I don't know. I really liked that video, and I thought that was a really beautiful animal. So I'm going to go with that one, if that one counts. Seems like mountain lions have a lot of untapped potential here. What do you mean? Uh, just not a whole lot of fictional uh, yeah, or cool. Yeah, like cartoons with them. I know. Yeah. I was trying to think. It, I have a theory, but we'll the, get into that later. The Pink Panther is probably a mountain lion because it mm. doesn't have spots or anything. Okay. So Pink Panther would count. So before we move on to... We saw a mountain lion a month ago. Yeah. And that was really cool. I saw it like swimming in the river and just saw its like head in the water. It was crazy because we were driving to our favorite fishing spot and we had seen mountain lions up there before, but it'd been a long time. And I turned to Jeff like jokingly and said, do you think we'll see any mountain lions today? And then we kind of went to a different topic for 20 seconds. And then Jeff points out the window and he goes, there's one. And I was like, huh? And he's like, there's a mountain lion. And I was I, like, stop. I thought he was joking. And then I slammed on the brakes and get out of the car and a mountain lion crossed the road right behind the car coming up from the river. And we got to watch it for probably five minutes. Yeah, It was really, really cool. cool. There, It's such a treat to see him in the wild. And we're going to talk about where you can see him, but and we can talk a little bit more about the ones we've seen. So should we move on to our next category? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Let's do our anaconda scale. So we brought this up in our last uh, podcast. Essentially, we're ranking these people on a scale of characters from the movie Anaconda. Hopefully, you guys have seen that movie. If you haven't, this isn't going to make a ton of sense. But for Shannon, I had a hard time thinking about it. because She didn't really do anything that's stupid, but she also took some chances that you don't necessarily have to take when you're out in the, in the wilderness, hiking alone, not having anything to deter a predator. So I'm going to put her on the Owen Wilson side of things. She's very much an ice cube in that she really fought back really hard and did a good job with that. Yeah. But I'm going to say she's just a touch towards Owen for me because she took some chances that she didn't have to take. Yeah. I was thinking ice cube uh, because it just kind of seemed like ice cube on the whole Anaconda expedition didn't ever really want to be there. Uh-huh. And... That just seems like it matches pretty well with her. She didn't really do anything That's that true. I think is too stupid. She yeah. just wanted to find her boyfriend's sunglasses. <laughs> I think wearing nothing but like a bikini bottom. That's that's pretty tough. Walking not, alone, not bikini. Prepared. Yeah, I I just I feel we gotta go more Owen than anybody else. Okay, right. so we're leading Owen, but she's not a hard Owen. By no. No. And and honestly, when I read this story, I'm like, man, there's so many little trails that where there you see tons of people and you don't like it doesn't even ever cross your mind that you're going to run into something like that. 
So I don't blame her, but yeah. we'll we'll say she's like a slight Owen. Okay, so we'll move on to our cage match category. Essentially, just how this animal would stack up against our other animals we've talked about in a cage match. So really, there's not many of the other animals that it could beat. Um, we're going to maybe subtract Great Whites from that equation just because, again, yeah, they're in a whole different environment. But uh, there are some anecdotal observations of them killing smaller alligators in, in Florida. So it could kill a small alligator. But as far as grizzly bears, black bears, um, tigers, alligators, they all have an advantage over a mountain lion. It'd be in like the lightweight division probably. It would. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They can run a black bear off of a kill if it's a big enough lion. But more often than not, black bears run them off of kills. Yeah. Um, uh. So they're not winning many of those fights. Um, what about against me? You, you're not going to win. No, they would get me. Okay. They, again, this is our one animal that we've talked about so far that you could fight off. You could fight off, but if you're, but you're not like going to kill it, yeah. you're not going to win. No. Okay. No. Okay, so our next question is one of, it's quickly becoming one of my favorites. Jeff and Mike, what would you guys do if you were attacked by a mountain lion? Jeff, why don't you go first? Yeah, so I was thinking I'd grab a tree branch and pull it all the way back and then let go and just try to time it perfectly whip it in the face whip it oh i see <laughs> you've done that to me before and it yeah. really hurts <laughs> yeah it's so, pretty effective okay yeah. or climb a tree okay mike uh i would roll a ball of yarn off a cliff hopefully it would chase it off <laughs> <laughs> okay so again uh both ideas aren't great jeff's branch whip I guess could work. <laughs> Climbing a tree is a really bad idea. They're incredible climbers. They spend a lot of time in trees. Um, I just figured it'd throw them off what they're used to. It might. Yeah, it might be a little confused, but it's still, <laughs> if it wants to get you, it's going to get you in yeah, the tree. That's true. And then the yarn is really interesting as well. <laughs> um, probably not going to work if it's trying to kill you, though. Yeah. Maybe it would work with the one that was like trying to scare you off of her cubs. We talked about what you do. Just be as loud and as, aggress- as aggressive as you possibly can. Throw rocks, throw sticks. Do whatever you can to scare it. Okay, our next category, where can you see a mountain lion? Of all the animals we've talked about so far, this is probably the one that's hardest to find. Just like there's not a great place in the world where you can just go to see mountain like lions. Like reliably seen. Right. Every other one we've talked about, there's at least one, I guess not Siberian tigers, but tigers in general, there are places you can see them. Mountain lions, you really got to get lucky. Jeff's been incredibly lucky. You've seen what, eight mountain lions? Yeah, I think seven. Okay. I think I've seen six. I think you've seen eight last uh, time we yeah, talked about maybe. it. Mike, have you ever seen a mountain I lion? Don't, I don't recall ever not having surprised. seen one. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I, yeah it's fine. I don't, uh, I don't need that yeah. experience. It's fine. I'll give you my first time i ever saw one yeah so i was hiking and i'm staring at my feet it was with and, me right uh wes is behind oh, yeah. me and he goes deer so i don't even really bother looking up mm-hmm. and then he goes mountain lion <laughs> and i look up and this giant mountain lion had just jumped out from like a boulder that was like 10 feet in front of us yeah and ran up the trail from us like where we were heading to and it's the biggest mountain lion I've seen it's to huge. this day. And so I had like my hunting knife with me and I pulled it out oh, and I was wow. just holding that. 
but we didn't have anything else, and it was a little spooky. And we were honestly like 10, 15 feet away. Never heard a single no, noise. No, it was so really quiet. Even yeah. when it ran up the trail. It was amazing. How accurate is the mountain part of the mountain lion name? So is- they, as I mentioned, they live everywhere from the Yukon all the way down to Patagonia. And so they live in a lot of different environments. Um, in the Our western mountain lions can live anywhere from up in the mountains to deserts to, oh, okay. uh, so like to fields. There's lots of different places they can live. In South America, they live in the jungle. Like they live in the Amazon. They live in the mountains in South America. They live in the deserts of South America. They live in a really wide variety of habitat. Hmm. Pretty much, they live in every single country south of Mexico. And so a lot of those countries have, you know, jungle and desert and all sorts of stuff. So they, they live in a lot of different habitats and we call them mountain lions in North America. But in South America and these other places, they call them Puma. Puma. Okay. I like that more. Puma's a cool name. Yeah. I like mountain lion a lot too, though, because they do look like a lion. They're the same color. I just wish it were true. Yeah. I like how- Puma is my least favorite name for it. Yeah, me too. You like what? I don't know. I was just going to say with a sea lion, it's there in the sea, you know? You know where to find them. You just go to the sea. Yeah, but mountain lions are in the mountains too. Yeah, but- they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't like walk outside and just have like an encounter with one right now. You could. It could happen. Uh, that's a crazy thing too is there's only two big cats in the world that live in super cities or mega cities. So like cities that are over a certain number of millions of people. Leopards in Mumbai, India, and then mountain lions in Los Angeles. And I have a friend that oh, lives wow. in Beverly Hills that just recently sent me a video of a mountain lion in like her neighbor's yard walking through the middle of beverly hills cool that's so crazy yeah they're an urban they can be a very urban cat yeah um they really are good at adapting to different habitats um so as far as seeing one you got to get really lucky there are places where it's a little easier they're actually now that i think about it there is a place in patagonia where they're very visible and they're starting to have little tours and stuff where you can go see them so that's probably if you just have the goal to see a, a cougar, I guess down there, they're pumas. Patagonia is probably the place where you could go and have your best possible chance of seeing one. Or your friend's house in Beverly Hills. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how are we messing things up for them? They're doing okay. The things that really affect mountain lions are habitat fragmentation. As we talked about, they're good at traveling. And if you break up all that habitat, they have to cross lots of roads and stuff. They get hit by cars. That's a big problem for them. They are hunted in every state that they're found in the U.S., aside from, I believe, Florida, California. In Texas, they're a nuisance animal. So in Texas, you can just shoot them if you see them. You don't even need a tag. But they're doing okay. Numbers are okay. They are. They used to exist in the eastern half of the United States, and they've been they're functionally extinct in the eastern half of the United States. But as far as throughout their entire range, they're doing okay. They're threatened mostly by habitat fragmentation, habitat loss, and hunting. Okay, do we like this animal? I'll start. I love mountain lions. Maybe my favorite big cat next to tigers. I. It's for me, it's real close between tigers, jaguars, and mountain lions. Every time I've seen a mountain lion in the wild, I'm just buzzing for days afterward. I just think they're so elusive and so beautiful and just they're so sneaky and good at what they do that I'm I'm really into mountain lions. And learning that whole thing about how they kill stuff where they bite through their vertebrae, like wedge their teeth into the vertebrae and then split it 
it's pretty cool. There's not much cooler than that. In the <laughs> yeah, that's kingdom. a cool way to kill prey. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like them a lot. Um, as far as cats go, it'd probably be like third for me. Jaguar, tiger, and then mountain lion. Okay. Probably like 15 overall. Okay. Of all the animals. So you like, this is your lowest of all yeah, the animals. Yeah, I like great whites better. Okay. But as far as what I've seen, this is, I mean, I I get more excited for bears, I think. But this is about as excited as I get when I see an animal in the wild. Yeah, I feel like we find bears pretty regularly and mountain yeah, lions. Yeah, I'd rather see a mountain lion YouTube. than a black bear. I'll but put not them, a grizzly. I don't yeah, think. like I like both bear species. We've talked about more than mountain lions, but as far as getting excited when I see one, mountain lions are really up there for me. Yeah, Mike, I don't think I really like this one. <laughs> Granted, I haven't seen one in the wild, but looking at pictures of them on the internet, it's kind of like they're kind of like the plain yogurt of cats <laughs> to me. There's like no cool stripes. There's no mane. There's no spots. They're just kind of boring to me. Okay. But again, this is coming from a place of uh, total environmental ignorance. Yeah. So. And you think bobcats are cuter. Well, You're they have the a cool little tail. <laughs> okay. At least okay. there's some kind of distinguishing. But, uh, like an hour ago, you thought they were the exact same animal. <laughs> I've had a long time to think, though. You know what? That's why we have this category, Mike. Yeah. And it's mostly to figure out whether or not you like them. Because um, <laughs> we're always yes. Yeah. I, you know, we all live in the West, we all live in the Rockies. And having a big cat that lives in the same environment as us is so cool. Hmm. And, you know, the fact that you expect to see deer, you expect to see a lot of animals when you go out in the woods. Whenever you see a mountain lion, it's kind of what Jeff said when he, we saw that first one. It's like you realize there's a lion out here with us. There's a really big cat that's super quiet and such a stealthy hunter. And I think just because they're where we live, I've develop this love for him but yeah. i'm not you know i'm not trying to swing you it's fine. no i think it really does come down to just i need to have that experience yeah you, know, you need that'll... the exposure yeah, yeah. well yeah. you know i don't even like puma shoes okay. hot take i think they're kind of ugly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um well you know i think you need to go have that experience but you also don't necessarily need to have it because shannon parker had a really bad mountain lion experience <laughs> and sometimes they're better to avoid so yeah uh, I think that's it for mountain lions. So uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We hope you guys are liking the podcast so far. We're having a lot of fun doing it. If you guys have any questions or anything, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Tooth and Claw Podcast. Yeah, I guess we'll talk to you guys later. All right. See you guys. See you. Hi, listeners. This is Jason Liu, creator of Birds of Empire. I am beyond excited to introduce our new season and dive back into the world of New Dakota. Birds of Empire follows four young people from the clans of New Dakota. The bears, the rams, the birds, and the wolves. Each hero we follow will struggle with their own demons, burdens, and hopes as their battles play out across a sprawling, lush, and brutal landscape unlike any that's come before it. Birds of Empire is a modern folk epic that blends elements of history, fantasy, and myth to tell the story of an incredible world that might one day be. Book One, The Dawn Age, introduced us to the world and the heroes who call it home. 
Book two, The Seed of White Rock, continues our hero's journeys as destinies collide, revolution brews, and new alliances are formed. All things return. Follow now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to never miss an episode.